speak and say. That's the okay. toy I was trying to... Someone said speak and spell. It, no, that was the one that had the weird voice. Yeah, you it. could play hangman on it. You could spell words. Mm-hmm. I, I also had a speak and math. Uh, and Are I you good at math now? Mm, I was okay at math, I guess. I, I wasn't... Maybe I need one of those now. So I'm terrible at math. I swear... At least the speak and spell is still at in my bedroom at my parents' house. Either that or, you know, some of that stuff uh, years ago, because the girl child would find that stuff and, you know, play with it mm-hmm. and everything. And she kind of liked the idea of keeping some of that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it's still there, that speak and spell. I, I like. So you didn't. Why did you not like? Because the voice. Yeah, it was kind of creepy. Yeah. W F T yeah I mean just had all in the and then if, and oh it was to it would ask you I think the main purpose of it was it would ask you to spell words spell encyclopedia and then correct or incorrect and hangman though I remember you could play it but the the toy that has the spinning fat arrow that lands on animals or vehicles the farm one was the one i think that seemed to me what most people had uh yeah that was speak and say glad we got that taken care of me too that's very pressing this show (laughs) has been um one of the and very informational one of the best so far kareen jean pierre speaking of information it's just miserable she does a miserable job she has a miserable job she's not really good at it but at the same time you can only do so much with what you're given, right? I, I, I really try to recognize that reality. This struck me once years ago when Kathleen Sebelius was Director of Health and Human Services and she was testifying before Congress. And it was about the horrific train wreck of a launch of Obamacare, particularly when it came to people signing up for Obamacare, going online. And it it was just a a, a disaster. And so she was hauled before a committee and she was grilled primarily by Republicans that essentially laid blame on her feet. And I remember thinking, you know, suggesting it's her fault is suggesting that someone else in government could successfully manage our healthcare system in that capacity. And that's just not true. It, it wasn't to say that Kathleen Sebelius was competent, but it, but it, it, any real true competent person would have gotten in that position and been like, oh, by the way, um, just given the fact that we're government and the way we function, we are not going to be able to do this. Corrine Jean-Pierre, I I mean, you could put the best person, the best equipped person possible to be in that, that position. If you were to think back to a White House press secretary that did a really, really great job, and they were dealing with this administration, this I don't know what they could necessarily do that would make them seem more competent. Look what she has to work with here. 
It's like being a agent for a complete and utter train wreck of a client. There's only so much you can do. Or being an attorney for like Harvey Weinstein or, you know, somebody just, you know, like, what, what do you really expect out of them ultimately, right? It's to manage, essentially, just manage the disaster. You're not going to be able to produce anything that is ultimately beneficial, that is going to turn the tide around. Uh, you are managing a complete and total disaster. And, and you know, there's what, what, what can you really do? So to some degree... I, I don't know that it's fair to, to really judge her abilities based on this. If you have somebody that you say, hey, this person is an incredible race car driver. They're fantastic. They're awesome. But then you give them a piece of junk car to race and you're like, well, they're horrible. Well, the car's awful. Mm, yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that put that person behind a car that is race worthy that 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 person is going to race we just don't know the answer to that and it's the same with Corinne Jean-Pierre it would be interesting to see some of these press secretaries like a Corinne Jean-Pierre in that position with a white house that isn't a, you know doesn't have a president that is Joe Biden and what would that look like i don't know the answer she might still be just as bad Joe Biden today, I can't wait for this. I really can't. I cannot wait for this appearance he's going to make with the UAW strikers. I venture to say, of all of these scenarios that Joe Biden has been in thus far, there has been none with greater potential for total and utter meltdown dumpster fire disaster than this one which is why I'm looking forward to it. You're talking about if you're going to, the whole point here is for him to appear to be a man of the workers, a man of the people. And visually, if that's your goal, you recognize what you have to do is you have to get in there. You got to be there amongst them, right? You got to be rubbing elbows. You got to be patting them on the back. You got to be talking with them. And, and those are things that Joe Biden is not good at. Joe Biden jacks things up when he has note cards to read from. So you are going to, if that's the, 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 the approach they take, you're going to put him in an unscripted situation with individuals that may want to interact with him, may want to talk with him, because of his situation with dementia or whatever it's categorized or would be categorized as if he you know we had a proper diagnosis the the easily agitated nature that people like him oftentimes suffer in that it's just a recipe for disaster i suppose the only i don't know i'm just trying to think what would i do i guess i, I would hand pick people that I trusted to try and make him look good workers that were hardcore left wingers um, and that would follow very strict instructions while pretending as if it's just a mix of average workers, not political activists. And then just pray 
just pray. You might even have to train them. Listen, we're going to need your help here. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm just trying to think, how would I handle this? This is probably what I would do. I would get some workers that were also at the same time volunteers for the, there's got to be a crossover there. Individuals that were volunteers for, you know, Democrat causes <clears throat> that are sympathetic, that, uh, that will tell themselves that any little hiccup that Joe Biden has, their Republicans are just going to try to capitalize off it. So we have to do what we can in order to make sure that doesn't happen and train them. All right, here's how you're going to act around him. This is what you say. This is what you do. If he starts to do this, then here's what we need you to do. Now, that being said, Here's just something fun to think about. What if, as many have speculated, given the signals we're seeing from some editorialists and and others in the Democrat Party, that they have begun the process of ushering Joe Biden out? They have begun the process of creating an atmosphere in which Democrats feel comfortable going another route, and this is part of it. It's, let's just throw him in there, let him do his thing, throw him in the deep end. No vetting of people, no vetting of questions. In fact, maybe let's make sure if there there happen to be a couple of these workers that are are very vocal MAGA people, maybe make sure they're in the crowd. (laughs) And just sort of precipitate uh, the downfall of Joe Biden. I don't suspect that's happening, but it's kind of fun to think about, isn't it? Coming up, Karine Jean-Pierre and her refusal to answer reporters' questions as to, does Joe Biden, he says he stands with them, so does he stand with what they want? Is that what that means? And her, the White House's refusal to take a position on that. And then we'll juxtapose that to Trump's statement regarding all this as well. Right now, the latest news update. Good morning. I'm Keller 10 and Fox 49's Jesse Inman, Ozark and Nixa will go head to head for a good cause. The fourth annual Nixa versus Ozark annual Mayor's Challenge Blood Drive gets started this week. The two cities will be competing to see who can draw more donors. Ozark donors can donate today from 1030 to 430 at the First Baptist Church. And Thursday, Nixa donors can donate from 1030 to 430 at City Hall. A man accused of intentionally setting fire to the Southside Baptist Church in Mountain Grove is expected to be in court today for a trial setting. James Hopkins III faces arson and burglary charges. Court documents say a woman spotted Hopkins walking down the street after the fire. She offered him a ride when he allegedly confessed to burning down on the church. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 84 today, cloud 63 tonight for low and mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 84. Garage experts John Rhodes said, I'm so happy with the end results. The floor of my garage looks amazing. Now it's time to build the man cave from the floor up. Emily, hers is short, but it makes a point, or uh, she mentioned something that I wanted to bring up. She says, got a new floor in our entry at work. It looks great. The work was quick. The people were friendly Uh, because I don't own a business and because I had garage experts do customized storage and the flooring for my garage. I talk a lot about the residential, but if you have a business and you have a floor and cleanup is and aesthetics are important to you, 
definitely reach out to garage experts. There are a number of businesses in the area, some that deal with animals, some that deal with food, uh, some that are just more office in nature uh, that have gone the route of garage experts because of the tremendous benefits that result from it. And I can't stress enough, particularly if I, I just think of places like cutting hair or kitchens or any sort of uh, pet grooming, um, the benefits from garage experts and what they can do for your flooring. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking about the moisture barrier component to it, the easy cleanup, the aesthetics of it, how it always looks absolutely spotless and hundreds and hundreds of different color schemes from which you can choose to match the mood and the feel of your business. So if you are a business owner, definitely recommend you check out Garage Experts. Reach out to them. Mark and Shelley along uh, The owners are just as awesome as can be. You can get their contact info under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. All right. Kareem Jean-Pierre yesterday. So the uh, the Biden administration, Joe Biden today, he's going there to hang out with UAW workers. And this is all to show that he's with them. Journalist, which they're actually, this is a great uh, sign of journalists actually trying to do their job. And that's pretty much what is exactly does that mean? Stand with them. And the White House essentially refuses to explain what that means. These exchanges, these are some clips of journalists yesterday with Corinne Jean-Pierre trying to figure out what standing with or standing by the workers actually means. Uh, what changed? Can you give us a sense of uh, what went into the decision for the president to go stand on the picket line and show that kind of solidarity with the workers there? So as you just laid out, um, you know, um, this is something, I mean, well, the president is a union guy, right? You heard him say that many times. He is uh, he is the most uh, pro-union president in modern times. That is not something that he's given him that himself that title. That is something that labor unions have given uh, to him, and he wears that very proudly. And um, as you all know, uh, the president of U UAW invited him uh, to to attend, and he he accepted. Uh, but look, this is a president that's made very, very clear that he believes that corporate profits should lead to record UAW, a record UAW contract. Uh, and, uh, you know, before the strike even occurred, he uh, he made public announcements about this. He spoke to the parties uh, on both sides of this. He has made it very, very clear that he supports union workers. He supports the UAW workers. And tomorrow, what you're going to see is, is historic, right? This is going to be a historic visit. Uh, and the president is going to continue to show his support, not just from the last couple of years, but as he has been in the public eye as a senator, as a vice president, his support for, for unions. And, uh, and you've seen this in the last two years uh, with his pro-union policies, making sure that his pro-union policies are indeed pro-workers. Should we take from the visit that the president is explicitly taking the side of the union workers as opposed to the companies? Well, he has been very clear, right? He is pro pro UAW. He is pro uh, workers. You know that is the, that is the that is the, this president, right? He has said the middle class was built. Uh, the unions built the middle class. Uh, this is something that he said over and over again. He's always been on the side of workers. He believes that there is an opportunity here, and he is encouraged and he is pleased uh, by seeing both sides continue to have that conversation. It is their negotiation to make, right? This is why he says he believes in collective bargaining. And uh, he believes that this, there could be a win-win uh, agreement here. Uh, but he's always going to stand on the side of workers, always.
President Biden will be making this trip, does this mean he supports the 40 percent pay increase in 32-hour work week? Back I'm not, not going to get into the details of what's being negotiated right now on the table with, um, uh, with uh, certainly with the parties. What we're saying is that we support the auto workers. That's what you're going to see with the president tomorrow. tomorrow. This is a, 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 uh, a historic event, a historic trip. And this continues, continues to show how indeed this president is the most pro-union president in history. And he stands by the side of workers. This is what you're going to see tomorrow. I want to press you a little bit on what you just said. You said that the president supports the auto workers. Does that mean that the president is siding with the auto workers over the auto companies? What we're saying is we're not going to get into the negotiation, right? This All is right, and I'll stop there because it's the same thing over and over again. And they get more pointed to a point she just she even laughs. She goes, you're just going to keep asking me the same question over and over again. I'm going to keep giving you the same answer. And they're, they're trying to get a sense. Okay, he says he supports them. What does that mean? Does he support what they're looking for? Does he support their request? I mean, support's got to mean something, right? What, what is it that he is supporting? And they just refuse to answer. Absolutely refuse to take a stance. They're trying to stay as neutral as possible while benefiting from the character, uh, uh, the, the personality trait of really being there for the worker. But there's too much on the line with the car companies at the same time. Now, you juxtapose that to that, that th this non-position taking position of the Biden administration versus Trump on this issue. What's happening to our auto workers is an absolute disgrace and an outrage beyond belief. Auto workers are getting totally ripped off by crooked Joe Biden and also their horrendous leadership because these people are allowing our country to do these electric vehicles that very few people want. And it's a mandate, so you'll ultimately be forced to drive in a car that goes for an hour, and then you have to have it recharged. I hope you don't want to go very far away. Biden has imposed the outlandish requirement that 67% of all new vehicles must be electric in less than 10 years. That means Michigan and places that make cars, you can forget about it. You better get your union working because you can forget about it. Those cars are all going to be made in China. Yeah, he he went on for about five minutes, and this was one of his, one of the things I love about Trump. This was a prepared sit down statement. Trump's the only person that makes prepared statements that aren't prepared. You know, they're like, "No, do you want it? No, nope, we'll do it. One take, one take, Trump. Just uh, you know, and you can just hear it. You know, the, the way that he does it. The, 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 this is just again another illustration. I think why some of the workers are going to be more favorable towards Trump. Because he actually takes a stand, whereas Biden, it's just this constant, well, now he supports him, but he's not saying he supports it. Well, what does he support? Well, I mean, you know, this is historic. Uh, the the workers just love him so much, and uh, he's the most pro union. Okay, but what is it? So is he supporting their, uh, their desires for a 40% raise? Well, now, we're not going to get into that. Meanwhile, Trump is just like, this is what's wrong. It's this specifically. Here's the problem specifically. And I think that resonates with a lot of people. Finally, audio here. And I played this last week or the week before. 
on the heels of Corinne Jean-Pierre, and again, I only played a fifth of the audio of her repeating the same talking points over and over again, one of which is how much these union workers love Joe and how historic this is. They're all very excited. This was Fox News last week. I believe it was, or the, the previous weekend, talking to some of those workers about Biden being involved in any capacity. I say we don't need his help. Why not? Because we are a united group of people. We don't need the president's help. It's our fight. Let us fight our fight. That's all we want. We don't want to hurt the economy. We don't want to be here not getting paid peanuts. But, you know, it's our fight. It's fight for our life. I think uh, we can negotiate our contract with the company without uh, the government getting involved. So if you listen to the White House, the reason Joe's going there is because collect because he's so historically pro-union, the most pro-union president in modern history, and all these workers, they love him, they support, they want him down there desperately uh, versus talking, and they're like, eh, you know what, we don't need him. It's all right, he could just uh, stay at home and eat some ice cream. I want a great homeloan.com and everything that comes along with it. I stress, which everyone has their own priorities, but to me, one of the most important aspects of any sort of business relationship, if you will, is the ability to easily get a hold of the individual that you're working with, not to just be a number, not to... I, I, I was listening to somebody on Customer Hold the other day for a company, a big company. It was actually an employee that was having to call customer service. And the customer, every time the customer service agent would ask the employee a question and the employee would relay the answer, the customer, the person at the the company customer service, they would say, oh, thank you for that helpful information. It was, it's just all so scripted. You've seen, you've been in this situation before where you're chatting with somebody and you could tell, oh, I really appreciate all the helpful information you gave. It's going to help me. And it's just, okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Um, when you deal with the characters, when you deal with I want a great home loan.com for your home loan needs, it's not that scripted stuff. You're not just, you know, caller eight with a wait time of 24 minutes. And then if you don't want to wait, press this and we can call you back. And it's just all random, random, random. I, you, you have their direct lines, you have their direct numbers, and it may be Sunday, 3.30 in the afternoon, and you're going to be able to talk with them should you have any questions. Seven days a week until 9 o'clock at night, they're available. And if they're helping someone else or at church or dinner with the family, they'll get back with you as soon as they're able to. I want a great homeloan.com because you do. The first alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 84 today, cloudy tonight. Well, of 63, and tomorrow mostly sunny, a high of 84. Secretary of State Ashcroft joins us. And I saw there was a Washington Examiner piece noting that there was a judge that has sort of rewritten some of the language on a ballot issue regarding abortion. 
and I want you to, uh, if you would, thank you for being with us and, and explain to us the implications of this. If you think this is outside the the uh, scope of the judge, uh, the judge's authority, but I did notice that it's very clear this is not a a judge that um, seems to have a recognition or respect of life when it comes to the law protecting life uh, because they did everything to dehumanize the issue. Um, and, you know, referring, you know, well, you can't refer to it as an unborn child. You can't refer to this and that and so forth, uh, which I thought was pretty political and telling. But uh, I'll let you talk with us a, a bit about it. And thanks for being with us this morning. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes, it's, it's concerning because the people of the state need to know the truth so that they can make up their own mind if this is on the ballot uh, next year. It would amend our Constitution, and we need to make sure that people know what they're voting on so that they can make their decision. What really concerns me about this, uh, before we even get into the language that the, the judge would use to explain it, was that in the judge's judgment, he never once went through the actual language of the initiative petition. No one in this process is supposed to just make up their own language willy-nilly. The language we create is supposed to be a true, concise representation of the language of the initiative petition. How can you have a judgment where you're saying this is right or this is wrong without even going to the foundational aspect, which is the language of the initiative petition? Yes, some of the language that we wrote in a vacuum could seem, wow, that's, that's not the language I would expect. But when you read the actual initiative petitions, the language we wrote is true. Uh, we talked about dangerous and unregulated and used words like that because that's what this initiative petition would do. You would not have to be a medical doctor to do abortions. You would not have to be an OBGYN. You would not have to be a nurse. You would not have to be a paramedic. You could be a homeless individual off the street to do them, and there would be no repercussions for you doing that. We saw several years ago Kermit Gosnell in Pennsylvania that killed, I think it was four people in his abortion practice, was convicted of over 200 counts sentenced to a uh, life in prison without the possibility of parole in Pennsylvania, not exactly that bastion of right-wing conservatism, everything he did would have been legal under this constitutional amendment. There could have been no civil charges, no criminal charges under the state constitution. I think that's important. People need to know that requiring sanitary uh, implements, that requiring uh, medical training, requiring access to extra, other health care if something goes wrong, all of that would not be allowed to be required in the state of Missouri. It would bring back dangerous and unregulated abortions. Which is pretty ironic because this is coming from the group who claims that or has long claimed that uh, if Republicans and pro-life people get their way, you would have dangerous back alley abortions. This would legalize back alley abortions. Um, we should all agree. Obviously, there is major disagreement about whether abortion is 
right or wrong and when it should be allowed, if it should be allowed. Look, I'm pro-life. I always want to protect that child in the room. I want to make sure the mom can have the best success moving forward after a difficult or stressful or unplanned pregnancy. I want to make sure the state is doing what it can do to make sure we're getting kids out of foster care into forever families, make sure adoption is easy. But we should all be able to agree that if abortion is going to be legal in any sense, we're going to strive to make sure that moms are protected. I find it interesting, and and perhaps you do as well, that I, one uh, the the personality traits and goals of people on the left politically is regulation. I mean, everything regulate, 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 <laughs> yes. regulate. I, I mean, they want to regulate raw milk. They want to regulate. I, I mean, just everything under the sun. But man, when it comes to abortion, I, I mean, I that is the one area they want no regulations whatsoever. Well, and and this isn't just for adults. I think a lot of times in government, it's right to say, well, if an adult wants to do something with their own money, that's one thing. But it's different for children. These initiative petitions would apply to minors. These initiative petitions would wipe out uh, regulations we have that make sure uh, a parent knows before a minor gets an abortion to protect the minor, to make sure that they're not being trafficked or being used uh, for purposes that are contrary to the best interests of the minor. They would help to hide sex traffickers and people that are committing crimes against children because they could actually uh, get rid of our laws requiring disclosure when someone has harmed a child. This isn't about protecting women. This isn't about making sure that women are treated well if they have an unplanned pregnancy. This is about hiding the ball and putting money over the lives of women. We're talking with Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. One of the the uh, way that it's written up in the Washington Examiner, they n- note that the judge rewrote the summaries and removed language such as unborn child and, and the ruling issued. Uh, the judge said that some of the terms, I guess, were argumentative. And I'm thinking, is he referencing unborn child? I mean, is that really argumentative? What what? If that's if we're, if we're not talking about an unborn child here, what is the other option? Under Missouri law, the fetus is a child, is an individual, and it's protected under the law. For the judge to try to obfuscate the issue and say, no, that's not a child, is in itself a political act. And beyond that, if you actually look at the language that the judge wrote, there is language that the judge wrote that would tell the people of the state that this would forbid public uh, dollars for abortions, that's not in, or that would say that no money from the Constitution has to be used for abortions, that's not in the initiative petition. That language that he did is categorically false, regardless of which side of the debate you're on. And this is for an initiative petition that would be on what ballot? Um, It depends upon the governor. If they collect enough signatures and turn them in in early May, then it would automatically go on the November general election ballot. But under the Constitution, the governor may move that if he feels the need to. 
And is this in terms of the judge rewriting the summaries? Is this the final say or is there some ability to challenge this? Okay, so where does it go? This will not be the final say. We have already filed our notice of appeal. We will be appealing this to the Western Court of Appeals. I I, I bet this will end up at the Missouri uh, Supreme Court. We will do everything within our power under the law to make sure that people know the truth so that they can decide instead of being pushed to make a certain decision by misleading language. Hey, finally, I was kind of sad uh, to see that last week you weren't one of the Republicans uh, falsely accused of taking flamethrowers to books. Did you see that story? (laughs) Crystal Quaid retweeting Um, out that disinformation. You know, there are a lot of people that look for headlines, that look for social media. I'm about getting things done. And if I can get good policy done without getting credit for it, that's all right with me. And secondly, I'm not in favor of big government. Parents can make their own decisions. It's not for me to decide which books parents are allowed to have or not have. Secretary of State Ashcroft, appreciate your time and uh, coming through that uh, rewriting of that. And is there a timeline when we'll know whether or not there's going to be a success in challenging it? Uh, we really don't know what the schedule is going okay. to be with the lawsuit now. We should probably know within the next two months. Okay. I think we'll have finality, though. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day, sir. Thank you. You too. All right. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Holler Building Company, O-L-L-E-R, all your brand-new home building needs. It can be overwhelming. For those who are looking for that brand new home and you find it, but then all the decisions that have to be made and adding to it is the the travel, the additional, we got to find all the different locations, who, who's who got the good product and who's got the good service, and because you're talking about numerous components involved in making that house a home, the cabinets, the color schemes, the flooring, the countertops, the backsplashes, the fixtures, the light fixtures, the faucet fixtures, having them all in one place. What a brilliant idea. Makes it so much easier for everyone involved. That's what Aller Building Company does for you. Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R, under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. Text message on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. Safe, legal, and rare indeed. Yes, this is what Democrats used to claim. <laughs> that was their position on abortion. Oh, well, I mean, we're not for abortion. No, no, no. Some of you, this may have been before your time, uh, just in terms of paying attention to these things, but it's what Democrats used to claim. They used to say they didn't, one, didn't support abortion. Uh, they just supported in rare instances, rare instances, the ability of a woman to get an abortion. And their mantra was safe, legal, and rare. And now they're like, let's stockpile abortion pills so we can send them to anyone who wants them. Let's make abortion legal for anyone to perform them. Let, let's let's have taxpayers pay for them if we can. Let's just free them all the way up until birth. One of the components, I, I want to jump back to um, briefly here. 
Joe Biden's visit to the UAW workers and one of the talking points that is being used is that with the car companies experiencing record profits, they say, I don't know whether that's true or not. I haven't looked into it. It's kind of irrelevant to my point here, but you know, they lie about things all the time. So maybe record profits, maybe not record profits, but they say that those record profits, when a car company experiences record profits, then that should result in record pay increases. Because what the company itself experiences, the employees should also experience. My question is, does that then apply when there are record losses? Oh, is that different? So in other words, if the position that, that we are going to take is that we saw a massive increase in profits, and so that should be reflected in pay. Uh, okay, 20% increase in profits, so 20% increase in pay. If there is a 20% loss, do the employees take a 20% pay cut? Oh, that's different, see? You see how they, they are, there are these inconsistencies here? Or they, what they do is they take a bumper sticker position that sounds like it makes sense, until you actually apply it consistently, that principle, because that, that is a principled position they're taking, that what the company experiences, the employees should experience. Record profits, record pay. Well, what if it's a record loss? See, that's the dishonor that that show it's not a principled position they're taking. It is a manipulation. It is taking a principled concept, confining it to a specific scenario and presenting it as if it is virtuous and it just makes sense. But the minute you say, oh, OK, that concept makes sense. Let's apply it all over the place. Oh, well, no, no, we're not going to do that. And that isn't to say that there isn't some sort of argument for uh, saying, hey, a company as a whole, uh, if they want to, it's good practice to give bonuses based off of record, you know, one-time bonuses of anything that could encourage uh, the employees to feel as if they're, they really have skin in the game and the more the productivity comes into play, the better they do, the better the company does, the better the profits, which in turn comes into bonuses. But see, this isn't about bonuses. This is saying essentially that the pay should be based off of whatever the best conceptually, the best the company's ever doing, and then stay at that no matter how bad things get. Well, that doesn't really add up, does it? It should also be noted, and, and listen, I, I, I think that sometimes there isn't a side that is absolutely right and a side that's absolutely wrong, particularly when it comes to issues of payment for, an for employment. I think there are certain areas in which reasonable people can go, well, that's crazy. But ultimately, it is a relationship, right? You have two parties that agree to work with one another. And if, if it's, you know, if, you, if it's that awful and that's horrible, find somebody else that will pay you what you think your value is. 
And I know that that is easier said than done, but guess what? Sometimes life is difficult that way. Sometimes you have to make those harder choices. That's life. When we hear about record profits, and we heard this with the oil industry, a number of industries, when inflation was going up, the Democrats tried to claim it was because companies were just choosing to charge more um, in an effort to have record profits. When you have devastating losses, just to come out even, you have to, in you know, when you have the ability to make profits, you have to make up for those losses. It's like when you go in the hole in your bank account. You try to make a little extra money here, a little extra money there, just to come out even. And what happens, and this again is an unprincipled position, is they want to pretend as if these companies never have to make up for losses. They never have it bad. The companies are never doing poorly. Anytime they make a profit, that's just pure gravy. Every single time, that's just money. They're like, we don't even know what to do with it, but we're not giving it to employees. And while it isn't a, a, a situation where every single time a company does make record profits, it is simply trying to offset losses, there, there is that reality that sometimes that's the case. And just as you cannot claim that every company that makes record profits are simply offsetting losses, you also cannot claim that every company that's making record profits is just making record profits on top of record profits on top of record profits, and that's just extra money that they have nothing else to do with, and that they're evil and that they're greedy. The Traffic Update, I'm Nick Reed. couple of notations for you. We are going to be giving away tickets to Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick will be performing at the Galois on Monday, October 2nd. Did we decide? I know we talked about this. Yes. My, by the way, my head has been just foggy the last couple of days. I've, I've okay. just like fighting. I'm telling listeners to uh, just kind of like ugh, feeling, frankly, not well at all. So if... Uh, I'm asking questions that I've asked before. No, you're okay. <laughs> That's why. No, so we're going to be giving away those tickets tomorrow, actually. We're going to oh, do a text to win. So that's all the all details. All right. Yeah. So you got a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Cheap Trick. Just be sure to listen tomorrow for that. Uh, yeah, we'll have a text where you text a particular word in. So you'll have to listen for that word. And then uh, that will be your registration. Also, you can register to win a pizza party with Godfather's Pizza, one of their area four area stores. They've got the Springfield store, which does a buffet, by the way. Uh, then there is Ozark, Nixa, Battlefield. I don't know. I think Springfield's the only one that does a buffet. Uh, they do deliver, though, as well. So sometimes it's at night and you're, you know, you're running all around. Maybe it's Wednesday, you got church, or you're running this kid to that sport and this kid to that activity and so forth, and you, you just are exhausted. You don't have time. Uh, you can give Godfather's Pizza a call and have incredible pizza and get it delivered to you as well. In the meantime, get signed up for that pizza party. We're going to be, um, we should be getting pretty close to giving one of those away where once a month, We'll give away a pizza party, and if you win, then you and 12 of uh, people of your choosing have a pizza party at one of the godfathers of your choosing as well. So just sort of a fun, no-strings-attached thing, and 
Pizza parties are one of those things that we always just did as kids because they were fun. We don't do it as adults so much anymore. So it's a, an opportunity to uh, to do that. It's at KSGF.com. Uh, coming up, some pushback from some in the black community because of Joe Biden calling LL Cool J boy. News in 60 seconds.